Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Wanderings podcast. My name is Pedro Bonato and I am a photographer and a musician and if you're new to the show, here I like to explore different subjects around art, culture, science and to bring a little bit of the inspiration from the people that have inspired my own work. We're starting the 2020 season a little bit late, but I'll make it up to you with a very, very special guest. His name is Dan Hatcho, and he is not only one of my favorite photographers, but he's also one of the top Ukrainian artists focusing on fine art nudes. Dan started as a painter, and today he's a world-class photographer with a very, very unique and painterly style. Everything from his uh, posing of models, his use of light, his color manipulation, which are second to none, everything helps to create this harmony and beauty. And he has been sharing his knowledge in this signature style in workshops all around the world. I remember when I first uh, got in contact with his work and I purchased one of his courses, that was back in, when I was in Toronto. And I was thinking his work and his style was so amazing and I learned so much from those courses and it was such an honor to sit with him in Kyiv and learn a bit more deeply about his approach to creating art and beauty. Even though this is a conversation between two photographers, I try to keep the technical part to minimum and I think you will enjoy this talk about art, inspiration, philosophy, changing careers, and doing art that is deeply personal. If you're not familiar with Dan's work, I highly recommend that you take a moment and go on Instagram, on his website, and take a look at his work so that you have some context while you listen to this episode. You can find his work on Instagram at Dan underscore Hatcho, that is D-A-N underscore H-E-C-H-O, or you can go to denhatcho.com and you can see some of his work. It is quite amazing. And without further ado, here is my conversation at the beautiful F11 Studios in Kyiv with Dan Hatcho. Dan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> Yeah, I wish we had, uh, I was telling you like just before we started recording, I wish we had uh, actual cameras because this place where we're shooting F11 Studios here in Kyiv is so beautiful and you've just came fresh from a shoot yeah, in this room. After shooting with Ballet Dancer from Argentina. <laughs> oh wow, Ballet Dancer from Argentina and she's uh, in the... Um, yeah, now uh, she's a dancer of the National Opera Theatre of Ukraine. Just. And I know that you do a lot of uh, shoots with uh, with dancers and with models. So can you talk a little bit about? Let's jump right into like your work with uh, with dancers. What uh, what's your approach? What do you get from it? You know, my idea just uh, first. I'm very lazy artist because I think uh, what is uh, can do much more easy than take uh, the beautiful beautiful piece of nature like women body, yeah. female body, and just take a few shots with nice lighting. And uh, what I thought, that only beautiful female body in beautiful moment 
uh, looks better than just naked beautiful body. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, that was idea, and yes, I, I started to shoot uh, the answers because I see a nice, uh, beautiful body and beautiful movement, yes, in actions, and it, it looks great. But yeah, I and I think that's one thing that I noticed in your work a lot, that you, I guess, with dancers too, you have a very specific style of how you pose models, that they look so natural and they have literally those ballet hands even, right? So you're very yeah, careful about that, so uh, I guess that helps you with uh, posing models as well, right? Yes, of course. And uh, because my idea for posing is just um, to show much more elegant position of female body. And uh, of, of course, um, that idea for me, the first one. And uh, I'm trying uh, to explain the models, yes, how to use hands, yes, how to use fingers, of course, how to be relaxing. And for dancers, it looks more natural because it's in movement, in action. Mm -hmm. And you yes. shoot them like when they are like in the moment, you ask them to like hold a pose or you catch them in action, how do you usually work? See, just for, for the dancers, uh, it's uh, just a problem. I, I have a very slowly camera, it's a mm. medium format camera, it's, it's uh, only, I have only one shot for taking picture. And that's, I, I have uh, to catch a moment and uh, just ask a dancer, please uh, do like a small stop in the end of moment. Uh -huh. And I catch this moment. Uh, that's uh, just technique for shooting dancers. Right, and that's uh, you mentioned the uh, medium format cameras in the yeah. like in the audience. We'll have photographers, but we'll have artists from other fields. So just that they know that in photography there are different kinds of cameras, and the medium format ones yeah. they have such beautiful quality, and they have big sensors. Yeah, of course, it's a big sensor, big quality. For photographers, we have just like a full frame cameras, yes, some crop and the medium format cameras. And medium format, of course, it's a top kind of cameras. Yeah, of and um, and so you decided to, even though it's like sort of like sometimes slows down the, the, the shooting a little bit, but I guess that's even a, an advantage, right? Because you're not a photographer that goes click, 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 and then you have 400 <laughs> photos. Probably you're right, because it's e easy to me to uh, choose better images and I, as usual, just I brought maybe uh, two, three hundred pictures, not two, three thousands. It's easy to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> because when I used uh, more fast cameras, uh, like full frame cameras, Sony, Canon, just I brought you no know, two thousand pictures, and I have a lot of time to for selection. It's no, not for me. I'm too lazy for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and uh, so let's get back a little bit to uh, like the beginning of your. I know you as a as a photographer. Then to me, one of the mm -hmm. like the best ones I, I've seen in fine art. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I really mean it. And but I know that you started as a painter, right? Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't start. Just I, I finished uh, art painting school. Uh, then. I leave my pencils and uh, different stuff for paintings and just took a big break between my painting career when I was young and finished it, maybe I was 20. <laughs> finished, oh. finished. Oh, finished, finished. Then, mm -hmm. yes, I uh, start my photography career when I was 34, I think. Yes. Oh, okay. 34, it's 14 years break, uh, just because when I bought my first uh, digital camera, and I saw that's very easy uh, to 
take a nice picture and a little bit change it in some uh, editing programs like Lightroom or Photoshop and you can get uh, something like painting. It's easy it, uh, because uh, I, and I always um, said that uh, a good photographer is a lazy painter. <laughs> don't want to spend a lot of time to creating pictures. Just okay, just a one, two hours for shooting and maybe half an hour for editing. And that's okay. <laughs> Photography is a lazy painter, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, if I may ask, because I, I didn't know about this, like, so you took this break from art and what were you doing? Oh, just uh, I'm doing a completely a different activity in my life, a different kind of business and something. And, and, and then I stopped this career just when I bought camera and I decided to, to be just a photographer. At first I decided to be a commercial photographer and then I switched to art. Right. Art shooting. Yeah, that's so interesting because um, I know like with the listeners for the podcast and I know in my own uh, journey I also took, I started with, I actually started with photography and then I actually went to do like government work and I did all sorts of things and then at some point also when I was about 30 something I decided, you know what, I will become a photographer. So it's interesting that you got into that bandwagon and it was, um, you decided to go into fine art more for the freedom of it or how, how was it? Uh, First, I, uh, my career uh, started from commercial wedding shooting, different wedding shooting, and some family shooting, no, just. But uh, after a few years working commercial field of photography, kind of, yes, I decided that I have to express my own vision of beauty. And I, start, I started uh, looking for, uh, for harmony in pictures, uh, like in painting. And that was the idea. I think since 2009, 2010, I started to do much more art, art nude photography because uh, I told you uh, that uh, female body is uh, the most beautiful shape in the nature, created by the nature. Yes, and just take this best uh, form, best shape. Yes, and uh, show this uh, shape and sensuality of women through camera, a little bit uh, change it in some editing programs and you can get nice paint. That's art, yes. I know, I know, just because I am completely digital photographer. Mm -hmm. I don't use analog cameras or something else. Uh, maybe I'm too lazy <laughs> for that. Uh, but for me it's uh, much more interesting because uh, I can add uh, my color vision to my pictures only in digital. Photography. For example, if you are using some film cameras, analog cameras, yes, after you have to scan your films, yes, and uh, do some editing uh, again in Photoshop or Lightroom, but easier to take pictures for digital cameras for me. Yeah, and even when you see analog cameras that a lot of photographers these days, they're like this nostalgic idea of like, oh, analog cameras, but you can't do much stuff with it. You can't control uh, like the white balance. There is not that much depth of uh, information on the, even when you scan it, it's uh, it's a, as and, if and, you were... and then scan yeah, yeah. <laughs> it destroyed all these analog settings yeah so why <laughs> yeah and it's one of those things that like to me I also shoot like only digital even though I learned in in film and I would never love to to get back to that and one of the things that like you mentioned and people should as they're listening to this they should go to your page you're gonna talk like give all show notes and uh, and links to everything but you have this beautiful style that is absolutely as you say like painterly it looks like you're transported into this 
timeless world. It's like, it looks like those paintings or fine art nudes from old masters, but with this new spin and with real people, right? Yes, you're right. Because first my idea was to create a picture using digital cameras, yes, and something else, just uh, to create only uh, one great picture from each shooting, like painting. Uh, for example, it's, it's like uh, during shooting you take a lot of different shots, it's like a sketch for one paint. And as a result, you just create only one great picture. And I always inspired by old masters, uh, like um, Renaissance periods, I mean, that's my favorite master from that period, it's uh, like uh, Da Vinci, Michelangelo, Rembrandt, Tiziano, and I always, I took all these techniques from old masters, I mean just uh, models posing, and, I mean some color palette, because for me colors, it's uh, just not real color from our life, it's just, uh, uh, I don't know, my vision of color palette for my art, it's like, uh, I don't know, one time, uh, one guy asked me, why you create only these colors in, in, in your pictures, some like, like um, blue, orange, some, because I, and uh, my answer was, because this is the colors of my soul. Hmm. I reflect my soul into my art. Right. That's my idea, and I like these uh, colors. It's, it's reflected. You know, it does matter which uh, techniques and instrument uh, you're using for your art. Uh, digital cameras, analog cameras, something else, or, or paintings. Just uh, choose your favorite instruments and create your art. Just reflect your soul and your personality in your art. That's my idea. And I, I try to do it. And I am doing what I like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, a great, uh, that's a great answer. And uh, mm -hmm. I think that's what separates like great artists from like people that are still trying to find their style and even today there's a lot of talk in all sorts of art forms to finding your style finding your style but i think the way that you that you're talking about that is like i have to do this because this is what comes yes, out of, of your soul because if you want to find your style just first you have to understand yourself your own personality and reflect it to you. that's your style yeah, yeah, that's that's so interesting. And one of the things that I noticed, like, as I mentioned, like, I, I got drawn to your work a couple of uh, years ago, and the person that told me about you was actually my wife, because she was scro mm -hmm. scrolling through Instagram, she's a dancer to the, uh, as well, and then she goes, oh, look at this uh, photographer's art, and she was, like, so mesmerized by it, and do you think, do you have in your audience, like, because you have, like, quite a following on Instagram and other platforms, I assume this appreciation for the, the female body as an object of beauty in nature, you have probably a lot of followers that are actually female, right? That appreciate yes, yes, this, yes, uh, this art form. Each month more and more women follow my page. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I assume because like every person that I know that uh, likes uh, your work and it happened from different because places. I never shoot erotic, I shoot only art. It's a completely different style. Yeah. Because art, uh, it's just a reflection of beauty, of surrounding beauty of, and female body. And uh, erotic is just a reflection of some instincts. Right. That's the difference. Yeah, and you can totally see that in your photographs that uh, they are like, they're about this beauty that holds you, right? And uh, yeah, I, I totally see that. And that's one of the things that I was uh, curious about. So then, 
you not only create this beautiful works and I, I believe you create also like fine art prints that people can, uh, can yes, get. Yes, how, is that, uh, how is that process for you? Is, it, is this a new thing or you've done this a lot or how does, uh, how does it work? Well, just it, it, it's not my main activity, but sometimes I'm selling my prints. I have some page, yes, with uh, special offers for prints and uh, sometimes, yes, I'm selling. I And uh, all prints um, I'm doing by, uh, on canvas. Oh, okay. On canvas because they looks like a painting, and yes, then use some post service for sending them to different countries. Mm -hmm. It's uh, easy. You can just check my web page. It's on danhecher dot pro, and mm -hmm. you can find this. Uh, yeah, we'll have link. links to prints. To... Prints, yes, and uh, yeah, you can find them. How do you find like seeing your work? Because that's one of the things as a digital photographer that when I, at least to me, whenever I get my work in print, it's such a nice uh, feeling to see that in the real world, quote unquote. If you are in Kiev, you can visit uh, It Light uh, Photo Studio and you, in, and you can see my exhibition of prints, of uh, ballet dancers prints. Uh, oh, that's great. It's, it's opened. Oh, Just cool. visit in the, on the first floor of the studio in the corridor. You will see all my pictures. I'll, ma I'll make Printed sure. on canvas with ballet dancers. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I know that you do a lot of workshops, not only online and uh, yeah, like yeah. in the like live. You travel a lot, teaching workshops. How did you get into it? And uh, your your approach to teaching? Like, I'm very curious on that. Uh, um, how you approach your teaching? I start my teaching career, I think, uh, since 2011. At first, it was uh, a lot of, I did a lot of classes, uh, wedding classes in uh, my neighborhood, uh, Ukraine, Russia, and other Russian speaking countries because I, I was a famous wedding photographer at first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, really. Oh, wow, it was in, cool. in my wow. career, yes, and, and I. Uh, did a lot of wedding classes, and but um, my classes um, separated on two parts: two days of wedding shooting and one day of art shooting. It's, uh -huh. uh, yes, and then after uh, I start to do different classes uh, and workshops all around the world. I think since 2015, Europe, United States, and Asia, Brazil, uh, Latin America, different countries because people. Invite me, invite me to um, learn my technique of shooting, of post-processing, uh, how I work with model. But uh, for whole world, much more interesting to visit my art nude classes, not wedding. And I stopped my because in 2015 I stopped completely my wedding photography career. Stopped mm -hmm. because I decided I want um, to do only what I like because I uh, start to bore it from wedding shooting because it's uh, it's a work for your client for your customer that's not bad but uh, if you want to realize completely your ideas and your vision of beauty better to create your own art and um, better to earn money from your art than uh, than not yeah. from your customers <laughs> right yes. if you get some money only from customers okay Customers, your boss. If you uh, earn money from your art, you are your boss. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. And you you have all these workshops. And then I know that you started doing uh, online training as well. That's where I got yes. a couple of years ago. Yes, uh, I think uh, two years ago. Yes, it's about two years ago. I started first to do some online classes. And now I'm 
doing it more, more, more because it's uh, I think I have two reason uh, to uh, provide some online classes uh, because uh, photographers from whole world uh, can't go to my classes, for example, in Kiev or Europe. I, I have some followers, and I know in South Africa, in Australia, in uh, Tokyo, yes, in uh, Singapore, mm -hmm. and much easier to attend online class uh, than live class. And uh, second reason. I don't want to spend all my time in traveling. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think one more reason, because a teaching process is uh, much easier to do online. I mean teaching process mm -hmm. and learning process. Because you see all these uh, different uh, secrets and details much better on recorded video. Not in live uh, workshop. Yeah, because at live workshop you see just uh, from site and uh, what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> Just yeah. and you see it recorded one time and the second time and more and more times. Then you see all data also, for, and you see some uh, pictures from my camera. It's easy to learn something for me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of the things that I that I noticed because I, I remember I purchased one of your courses I think two years ago, and you were showing not only the, your, you were showing your process of actually shooting and your editing process. And yeah. one of the things that I realized that was very cool is that if you have those workshops that have a lot of people around, it's not the same dynamics that you have with the models yes, when it's course. just you and your assistant and the model makeup artist, right? Of course, that's a, that's a reason. And the one thing I wanted to ask you, I don't know what it is, but there are so many great uh, photographers that come, especially in fine art and especially in nude fine art, that come from Ukraine and Russia. And even when you compare them, and I mean that I'm a Brazilian guy, lived in Toronto for a while. Like, the, of course, the the models here are, are like really beautiful. There is like this Slavic look that you can't compare with any place around the world. Although there are beautiful women everywhere, but the one thing that I notice is like so many good photographers with good eye. And I know that there are always these workshops and things going on. Do you know why? Is it something in the water here? What's uh, going but, on? Uh, that's answered because uh, in Russia, Ukraine, we have a lot of beautiful models. And all models want to take some uh, girls, not only models, just girls who want to get nice pictures, nice images. And we have photographers who have uh, this great nature <laughs> for shooting. Right. <laughs> yes, of course. And um, for example, uh, I've been in different countries, but uh, on, only in our countries I saw uh, so many beautiful girls. So many, because for example, yes, you can find beautiful girls in the United States, in the, in the Brazil as well. In your, but uh, maybe five or seven percent if you compare with our countries. <laughs> yeah. But just check in ten times you have much more beautiful girls for shooting, and uh, because we have many girls, many photographers, and it's just mathematics, <laughs> just mm -hmm. mathematics result. It just uh, if you have many girls, many natures, many photographers, and uh, of course, uh, maybe uh, one percent of that of this of those photographers are great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I think probably in uh, Canada you have three percent great photographers, but if you com compare <laughs> the whole number of photographers and right. girls in our country, it's, it's just nothing. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think there is also this thing here that people have a nice like training sometimes like in art or it's in 
one of the things that I noticed too since coming here is that there's so many like this place that you're here the F11 studios like there's so many great studios where you can create art yes. it, in Canada for example in Toronto which is a huge city has like uh, movie productions and all those things we have no studios to compare it's basically a white background and you bring your own lights or sometimes they have lights but here they have like pro photo equipment and I think that nurtures people to actually go and experiment and uh Sing the same answer. Many photographers, many studios. <laughs> many, right. ones, many studios and different studios. And it's a big, you know, just competition between a studio. How to create better location for photographers, yes, and, and earn some money. It's a big market, big business yeah. in our countries. And uh, I know, for example, I've been uh, my one of my first uh, classes in Europe was in Milan in 2014. And uh, this workshop. Uh, was in uh, one of the biggest studio in Milan, Cross Studio. But this Cross Studio, it's a part of big Cross Studio in Moscow. <laughs> hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those guys just arranged this big studio in Milan. <laughs> Oh, wow. From Moscow, mm, that's amazing. Yeah, and the, uh, and about that, like, you're, like not only like we talked a little bit about the style of shooting and all the workshops that you're doing. Do you have? And I know that sometimes you did this beautiful set of photographs in a workshop that I think was in Cyprus, which I actually photographed there as well, and mm -hmm. it's it's a beautiful place. But you're able to create these images that I saw. It's like, oh wow, that's a then heck a way of, uh, of seeing this. Um, do you prefer to shoot indoor, outdoor? Do you have a preference for that? Uh, it, I think it uh, depends on situation. If you have a nice location outdoor, why not? I like to shoot it. Uh, for example, in our uh, countries in uh, winter time or autumn time, it's very difficult to shoot outdoor. And of course, I prefer to shoot indoor and at home in studios. Mm -hmm. Yes, and because it, for me, I don't need too much stuff uh, because uh, I prefer uh, daylighting. And mm. but of course, for for example, for today shooting, I use some artificial lights, uh, but uh, I prefer constant light in studio, not flashlights, mm. because now it's too dark for daylight mm -hmm. shooting. Uh, but much easier to shoot indoor, but much more interesting outdoor. Mm -hmm. Because if you have some nice location like uh, beautiful um, parts of nature some uh, rocks uh, beautiful sea view probably you know some nice trees much 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 more interesting to create something new in different location outdoor because uh, for me mix of a uh, uh, beautiful female body and beautiful nature around it's like a killing mix killing beauty it's really but uh, yes of course indoor is easy because easy to, to play with model easy to work with the light, but interesting outdoor, yes, if you have some oh. location. Yeah, only Dan Heck will say that it's easy to work with the light because your style is very, very cool and interesting. You're always lighting your models like perfectly. So you, you say you prefer uh, like natural light then? Uh, yes, huh. I, I prefer natural daylighting. Yes, because I'm lazy photographer. <laughs> I don't like too much stuff, some assistants, and, and I never used reflectors. Mm-hmm. For yeah. my shooting and for outdoor as well, I oh. don't. I don't need it. I I prefer to use only natural reflections, and because I prefer a natural light and scan because it's it's much more close to real life, to realistic, and I prefer all natural. 
Natural lighting, natural feelings, natural models, right? <laughs> and natural beauty. <laughs> yeah, no, that make, that makes sense. And then you learned how to, because not all light during daylight. The, I, I mentioned this because, as I mentioned, you'll have people that are in the creative field, and even though even if they think it doesn't apply to them, I think it applies to everyone because when you're able to learn how to see light, you start seeing different things, and that can spawn all sorts of ideas. But the light is not the same at noon. The light will be one characteristic, yes, and then course. the light. And so you choose the specific times of the day that you that you can create the images that you like, right? What I have to say for me, it does matter. Because just uh, I can use uh, any kind of lighting, strong light, soft light, and okay, if you have soft light, I use soft light. And of course, sunset much more beautiful or sunrise, yes, as it is a golden one oil. hour, yes, golden yeah. or half an hour, I think, yes, it's. Uh, but for me, does may matter. I took a lot of sh- uh, shootings uh, in um, strong lighting. Because mm-hmm. I have good experience and uh, good practice after wedding shooting, <laughs> how to do it. <laughs> and for me, I, I don't afraid strong sun. I know how to apply it. If I need some shadow, I can find it. If I don't need, I can use this strong lighting. Just different schemes. Because uh, you have to know, just if you have only one source of, of lighting, doesn't matter which one, sun or some softbox in studio or some or window mm-hmm. or maybe just uh, open door with some lighting it's uh, sometimes it's enough uh, you have to just uh, to uh, remember uh, three main way how to uh, create three different schemes of, of lighting with one source uh, that's mm-hmm. enough if you have strong light okay use strong light for example i remember i did one big project in greece uh, it was four years ago with my partner from Greece and we spent only one month uh, on project and we uh, got 18 shooting days with 12 models and I think uh, more than half of uh, those 18 shooting days uh, were on strong light, on sunlight and daytime. Mm, that's okay, just mm-hmm. to have to know how to apply this kind of light. Yeah, that's great and that's has to do also with what you're talking about, like the way you, you feel when you're trying to get the one shot in that location. Mm-hmm. So then you can adapt, like I assume the posing and so yes. that you can yes. adapt to the kind of lighting environment that's there. Right? It's a lot of different details you have to know about it. And remember all those details, how to make nice position of models, how to play with fingers, yes, with face, with lighting, and to try to, which kind of uh, lens do you need for uh, this location, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just technical issues, right. technical issues. Yeah, and that uh, that takes me to like another like thing that I actually don't know about about your process. Do you usually come up with uh, like okay, I want to work with this model, and I have a concept, and then I go to that location and try to do it, or do you let the environment sort of dictate what you are, what you can or want to create, or how how is your process for for creating? Uh, never, <laughs> never. Uh, I explain because uh, for me, each each shooting is um, uh, like a creative process for me because uh, that's what I like to create something new every time, and uh, I never uh, keep some special positions or some setups in my mind. Just uh, I. Uh, got some agreement with model and we go to location yes and then I 
uh, look at location, look at model, look at lighting, and start to create so something using this uh, main scenes, lighting, model and location, and apply them together, okay, then try, 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 change, 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 and finally get some nice picture. Wow, wow, that's, that's so cool. It's a very, very, I didn't know about that, that's, that's, that's great, yeah. For me, it's, it's much more interesting, because creative process is much more interesting. Yeah, and very intuitive too, right? Yes, yes. Huh, and then, how do you know when you got the shot that you want like you you can sort of like feel like okay i got it this is what we're going for we got the shot we're done let's move on if i saw some uh harmony in it my pictures that's how you got some shot but uh, as usual i need uh, around uh, two hours for shooting and just it's okay for me it's enough no more two hours it's okay some but one hour i think it's not enough but uh, maybe hour and a half and two hours, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after two hours, we always became tired. Yeah, <laughs> all, yeah especially. All models, yes, yes, tired because of muscles tired, mm -hmm. uh, legs, backs. Right. And, and that's like one of the like last things I wanted to ask you in terms of your process. So you, how is the process for choosing models? I assume sometimes they come to you and you decide to work with them, but I, I know that you see them as an element of your art to inspire you. So how do you choose your models? How do you work with them? Can you talk a little bit about that? My preference is very simple. I just uh, uh, want to see some like kind of drawing using body. What I mean, I prefer a little bit more a slim body because I want to see some bones, because mm -hmm. bones create some structure and which work with uh, lighting mm -hmm. and create some nice shape and lines. Uh, because for that reason, I don't like too much McCurvy models, but sometimes I can uh, work with uh, this type of uh, girls as well, but I prefer more slim, just mm -hmm. for me. Uh, the most beautiful part of female body is um, collarbones, okay, ribs and mm -hmm. fingers. Hmm, interesting. All those things that have those delicate shadows and movements and you can play yes, around yes. that light. Huh, that's cool. And have you ever, um, and I mentioned it because I, I primarily also shoot like mainly female models, but uh, I had some very cool experiences when I was photographing men. And then it's such a different energy that you that there is the, the interaction and it can be did you have any experience like going outside of that or you're like this is what i like or how do you deal with like men or other kinds of uh, subjects my nature is completely different from female body because uh, female body much more beautiful more elegance yes uh, mm -hmm. uh, so for me uh I'm not inspired by men. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, I don't uh, I, uh, I have probably a few experience, but just uh, if I create some like you no, know, just like a story between man and uh, girl, yes, mm -hmm. and I think that's all. Maybe some specific shootings uh, for my friends who asked me about some pictures for promotion some specific like uh, gym studios like mm -hmm. for with uh, good man body mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's all it's not inspired me i need some inspiration and of course female body for me it's that's it, inspiration yeah yes. for sure no that's, that's interesting and then uh one uh, final thing like just that i was just thinking about it so you actually started doing wedding photography and all that like craziness i shot only three weddings one for a friend one paid and another not for another friend and then i said i will 
never do this again. Uh, because I think there is a lot of, you have to be a reportage, you have to be a psychologist, because yeah. uh, there is the yeah. crazy mother-in-law that yes. is like all those things. But did you, from that experience of shooting weddings, because you were put in all these different situations, I assume you learned a lot from, um, from that time. Wedding shooting, it's a great school, school for photographers, because you have to know you everything yes everything work with lighting with models uh, psychologists yes and uh, it was a great school but uh, i think we have to, to finish uh, school grow up and go forward <laughs> right yes, yes that's cool and uh, one final thing is uh, i know you were we actually should have started uh, with this but uh, you are ukrainian so you, were you born here in kiev or yes else? i'm ukrainian I, I was born in a small city sumi not in Kiev, but I'm living in Kiev now. Uh -huh. so last maybe twelve years. Oh, okay, 19. you've been here for a while. Okay, cool. And then, uh, what's uh, next for you, like um, in terms of uh, projects or aspirations? Because usually, when whenever I interview people that are at a certain level of mastery and a certain level in their careers. We always think like if you are, especially for people that will be listening, it's like, oh, I'd love to learn how to do this and all that. And it seems like this insurmountable mountain, right? And then you see some people that are there. And it's like this peak, oh, it's possible. Like if, yeah, possible, yeah. And, but there is always something else that we are trying to, to achieve or trying to get better at or something that is, I don't know, sometimes holding us back or it's like the next step. So would you mind sharing what's your, the next thing that you were like thinking about doing? Uh, what I have to say, I don't have some special plans, yes, in, 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 in my art, but uh, I, I'm trying to follow um, uh, feelings of my soul, what I like. If I uh, like to create art, okay, okay, if I start to shoot some dancers, okay, I like it. If I like to uh, share my experience to other people, I like it. And uh, now I just try to continue my art shooting probably to create more different products, like some special, maybe books, I think, maybe because I want to sell some special books for nude shooting, for ballet shooting, maybe to, of course, for sale and a good business, I think. And, and not only business, it's a sharing my region of beauty. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. And uh, I, I'm trying to keep this direction, to keep this direction, yes, and uh, yes, follow. Uh, <laughs> Feeling of my soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems to be the what I mean. theme of your of your work, and uh, I want to thank you for sharing that with us. So one last thing is, uh, again, I know that you have a lot of uh, workshops going on. You have your fine art prints, and you have workshops that are online and outside, and you have the most beautiful portfolio that people should go look in Instagram. So where people should go and find you online? What's the best place to go? That we'll have links on show notes and everything, but uh, mm -hmm. where do you want to point people to, to go see your stuff? For me, it's easy to communicate online. Then follow my Instagram. I have a lot of pictures in uh, 500 pixels. Oh, okay, cool, so, that platform. Yes, 500 yeah. pixels. Yeah. If you want to ask me something, okay, you. You can use my Facebook. Besides photography, do you have other hobbies or interests or things that not only you get inspiration from, mm -hmm. but sometimes like, do you have any specific like hobbies or interests or things that are like outside of photography or your mind is set on this? Or? Of course, uh, photography is my life, but uh, just like hobby, I think 
Last time have some you know just like some philosophical activity sometimes. Yes, I'm sharing my ideas just first for Russian speaking, probably next in for English speaking audience. It's just very innocent to me just to know it's a structure of our universe and how it works. Oh cool. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, I I am I learn a lot, I have a lot of experience in it and I start to share my Um, thoughts and my experience and some channels huh. as well. Okay, and that's so like listen. for now more Russian-speaking audience. Do you want First, to point yes. people for, to, to for Russian-speaking? Probably I switch to English-speaking later. Uh huh. Yeah, you should totally do that. That uh, I would love to to hear what you what you have to say. Photography is a sort of philosophy, right? So, yeah, because uh, for me it's looking for a harmony because our universe are in harmony. And we trying to find this harmony everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that in the English language. And since I'm learning Russian, I will okay. use that <laughs> as a good excuse to see the thoughts of Dan Heckel. So with that, my friend, спасибо большое, дякую, and thank you so much, and really You're appreciate welcome. it. Thanks. So that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Wanderings podcast. You can find show notes and links at pedrobonato.com slash podcast. If you like the show, I would love if you could share it with your friends or leave a review on iTunes. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on all social media at Pedro Bonato. I would love to hear from you. You can find my photography work at pedrobonato.com. The music for the Wanderings podcast is provided by the Blue Dot Ensemble, a music and dance group exploring traditions from all over the planet where I am one of the founders and the lead drummer. You can find us at blue.ensemble.com. So tune in next week for another show. Until then, I urge you to keep following your curiosity, and I'm looking forward to our next wanderings together.